G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. I am here discussing the round 21 teams from an AFL fantasy perspective as we gear up for the second week of finals action. Hopefully you're still in the running for something meaningful. I am barely surviving to uh, fight for a couple of league finals, but there are a lot of coaches out there with bigger fish to fry and plenty of important trades to make in the next couple of weeks. So without further ado, let me dive into today's episode. First things first, let me go through all the changes for the round at 21 teams. Starting with the Hawks and Giants on Friday night, there were a couple of changes from both sides. Nothing hugely fantasy relevant. The Hawks have listed Grant Birchall as an out with an injury, so unfortunately, if you do have him, he is a must trade, but he's out along with Ben McAvoy and Connor Nash. James Cunner. <clears throat> James Cousins, Jonathan Segler, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this, but here goes. Chankuth Giath, the Hawks bloke making his debut. CJ, as he's being more commonly referred to, which is much easier to pronounce, gets to make his debut. 170k defender who I'll dig into his numbers in a bit. On the Giants side of things, they have three outs as well in the form of Jeremy Finlayson, Connor Iden, the young rookie who maybe some people jumped on last week. He's been omitted. And Harry Himmelberg, rather, is the other out. Adam Kennedy, Jeremy Cameron, and Dawson Simpson are their three inclusions. Next up, Port Adelaide versus the Swans. Nothing too relevant from Port Adelaide's side. They've listed no changes for their round 20 team. On the Sydney side of things, though, they have another debutant as well in the form of James Bell. He's probably my favourite rookie target at the moment. I'll release my rookie rankings on Friday Arvo after the Sunday teams are confirmed, but his numbers in the NEFL look pretty impressive. Dane Rampey comes in with him as the two ins for the Swans, with Kieran Jack and James Rose omitted. So Bell being a mid-forward, if you are a James Rose owner and you're still floating with him on one of your benches, you can trade him to Bell and pocket yourself a nice bit of change there. Next up, Melbourne versus Collingwood at the G. One change for both sides, losing their backup Ruckman. Braden Pruce being omitted for Stephen May is going to be good news for Maxi Gorn. Usually there's a 20-25 point boost when Pruce isn't in the side for Big Maximus, so that's handy for his owners. Collingwood, on the other hand, they've lost Mason Cox, not just for this week, but for the rest of the season. He has a torn retina in his eye, which is a bit alarming, but Jack Majden comes in for Cox. Hopefully Coxie can get back onto the field and be better in 2020. The Q Clash is the next game on the slate. No changes for Brisbane's outfit with Dane Zorko named to play. There were some doubts over his status with regards to his hamstring strain, but he's been named and should play against the Suns. Gold Coast's made two changes to their lineup. Peter Wright and Jack Martin have been omitted. Martin being omitted is a bit strange. I thought he was doing all right, but obviously not. The two ins is Jacob Heron and another debutant, this time in the form of a 170k defender ruck, Caleb Graham. I did tweet out earlier when these teams came through that Graham's numbers in the NEFL aren't impressive, so I probably wouldn't go targeting him, but if you need a ruck bloke that's playing, he might be the best bet. The Western Bulldogs and Essendon clash on Saturday night. Plenty of changes from the Dons side. They've got six ins and six outs. Aaron Francis, Michael Hartley, Adam Saad, Darcy Parrish, Matt Guelphie, and unfortunately for some coaches, Will Snelling 
are all out of their side. The quick ins, Ben McNeese, Sean McKernan, Mark Bagley, Dyson Heppel, David Myers, and Josh Begley. So Snelling's out could impact a few coaches. It definitely hurts me. I did do a bit of digging, and Usher said that Snelling will be out for one to two weeks with a minor foot injury. I think there was some bone bruising on his foot, so it doesn't sound great. And I would probably lean closer to two weeks rather than one, but... If he's in your team and you can turn him into something meaningful, you've got to do that. The Bulldogs have made two switches. Libba and Caleb Daniel are the two outs, which could hurt some draft coaches. And there might be some people out there still rocking with Libertore in their team. They've got Taylor Jaray coming in and Will Hayes as well, who surprisingly is still sitting in 6% of teams. So that's a nice boost for some coaches. Geelong made plenty of changes to their team for their battle against North Melbourne as well. Quickly, the Roos have listed Sam Durden and Luke Davies-Uniac as out. LDU's out for the rest of the year, I think, after shoulder surgery. Jed Anderson and Sean Attlee are the two inclusions. So those people that thought LDU being out means more midfield time for Zebel, probably not with the two inclusions both being midfielders. On Geelong's side of the ball, we saw Jordan Clark suffer a nasty elbow injury in training a few days ago, so he's been listed out with injury. There's still not a huge... There's still no confirmation on how much time he is going to miss, but he's out for this week, along with Scott Selwood, Lockie Henderson, and Gary Rowan. The inclusions, Braden Parfitt comes back in with Luke Dalhouse, Quinton Narkel, and Harry Taylor. Kicking off the Sunday games, Fremantle will play St Kilda at Marvel Stadium. No outs at listed yet for the Dockers side, so if you traded in Jason Carter, that's Glass half full, some good news. Hayden Ballantyne, Cam McCarthy, Ryan Nyhouse and Trav Collier are the inclusions into their squad. On St Kilda's side, they've listed three outs with Jade Gresham, Dalton Langlands, which does hurt a couple of coaches. He'll be a popular bench player, that's for sure. And Daniel McKenzie. Langlands is listed out injured, but I'm not sure exactly what the extent of that is. But if he's on your field, you have to trade. If he's on your bench and you've got more pressing things to address, you might want to do so. But the ins for their squad are Jack Nunes, Jack Stephen, which is great to see him back on the park. Blake Akers, Bed Patton, Bailey Rice, Sam Rowe, and Dan Hanabry finally makes his return for St Kilda. West Coast and the Adelaide Crows are up next. Huge game out west at Optus Stadium. No outs for either side at the moment. The Eagles have included Jamie Cripps, Mark Hutchings, Josh Rotham, and Brendan Archie to their side. Cripps could be a straight swap for someone like Petricelli or what I think is more likely, Jared Cameron. So keep your eyes glued to that Friday Arvo when the teams are confirmed. Adelaide, similar deal. Their four inclusions are Hugh Greenwood, Paul Seedsman, Chase Jones, and Big Sam Jacobs, who... There's been rumours talking about Riley O'Brien taking a rest all week, and with Source included, we could see uh, Riley O'Brien finally rested. So that's something to point out if you are an ROB owner. I probably, if he is listed out, wouldn't go trading him for Max Gorn going up against Brody Grundy. So my best trade target, if you are a uh, O'Brien owner, would probably be to swing for Rowan Marshall. Finally, the last game, one out for each team on the Richmond and Carlton clash. Angus Shoemaker comes out for the Blues with Matthew Cruiser, Jared Garlett, Dale Thomas, Mitch McGovern and Liam Jones included into the squad. For the Tigers, Dan Butler is their omission with Sydney Stack, Toby Nankervis, Jack Ross, Camden McIntosh and Marlon Pickett included. He could be a good option if he's named, 170k 
mid. He has averaged 90 through his near 20 games in the waffle and had a 72 from 20 touches last week. So it could be interesting if he's included, but those are all the relevant ins and outs for the round at 21 teams. All right, quickly addressing some hot topics. Now, we did see another Ruckman named in, well, fantasy listed Ruckman. I do question whether he, how true his Ruck chops are, but another Ruck named for the Gold Coast Suns. And like I mentioned before, Riley O'Brien could be in doubt to miss. So there are some people still rocking with Gorn and or, uh, sorry, with O'Brien and or Wits as there are two. If that's the case, I think trading for Rowan Marshall this week is your best bet. Not only is he a fantastic top four, top five fantasy ruck, but it does give you a bit of flexibility moving forward. If you maybe still have Jack Zebel in your side or another underperforming forward, if Tim Kelly really fails to fire again, you can trade one of them potentially out, swing Marshall into your forward line and then bring back Wits when he's healthy, bring back O'Brien after he's rested if he does regain his spot, or maybe get Max Gorn for the run home. So I probably wouldn't go trading in Grundy or Gorn, considering they're playing each other, and that'll be a good fantasy battle to watch, but I would trust Rowan Marshall much better against the Dockers this week. Another hot topic and something that is going to frustrate me and force me to make changes to my preconceived trades is Will Snelling being out. So... It depends on what you really want out of the rest of your season as to how you should attack this Snelling scenario. If you are a coach who has the week off in league finals and that's all you care about, you might want to hold him for one more week and probably look to do a double downgrade. That way you can throw the extra money you've got on top of Snelling and maybe turning him into something decent. But I don't think it's a good idea to trade Snelling unless you can get to a good player. I'm probably going to have to reach for someone in the high 500k mark and there's a few blokes around there that I don't mind so I'm not too unhappy about making that move but don't trade him to someone just like Dan Hanabry for about what did he cost you about 180 grand maybe something a little less just for the sake of moving Snelling on it could be an issue next week as well so if you are a coach that has to win final this week you might just have to suck it up and bench Snelling and play one of these debutants or play another rookie on your bench Speaking of rookies, again, as per usual, I'll always release my rankings once the Sunday squads are confirmed, but you've got to prioritise bringing in the cheaper blokes this week and not paying up top dollar or even a little bit of an inflated dollar for some of the other guys. So Kyle Dunkley isn't much more expensive than these other blokes who are named to make their debut, but how, to- how many times have you been short of making a trade by 3k, 10k, something like that? So while Dunkley is only 229 grand, bringing in someone like James Bell, who I probably have ranked first as a trade target this week, is a better bet. He's scored 76 from his 15 games so far this season at reserve level. Uh, CJ, the Hawks defender, he's only scored 57 from his 12 VFL games, but he could be a good defensive downgrade. And then, like I mentioned, Caleb Graham for the Suns, he's only averaged 42 from 15 at NFL games, so I wouldn't go picking him either. Finally, with Marlon Pickett potentially in frame to play, you might want to nab him, but I'd probably rank him second behind everyone. Like I said, he's only played two VFL games so far, but he did average 90 through 19 waffle games. So there's plenty of targets if you want to trade down this week. Quickly turning my attention to some Q&As before I wrap this thing up. Chris Tassel asks, should he go Murphy or Sloan or Neil to Whitfield? 
or should he trade Tim Kelly to Green? I'm a little bit... I don't know why I'm so doubtful of Toby Green this week. I've pumped him up for the last few weeks as a trade target, and I still think he'll be great. There was no Josh Kelly included and no Matt DeBoer, so he should run amok again through the Giants' midfield. So trading Tim Kelly to Green isn't a terrible idea, but I think an upgrade getting Whitfield is going to gain you more points. I think TK will go well against North this week. So out of those other blokes he listed, I'd probably trade Lockie Neal, to Whitfield in my big fantasy finals primer. I did say that if you wanted to trade Whitfield, give him this clash against the Gold Coast Suns, but honestly, his form hasn't been great lately. Murphy and Sloan are still back in to score well over the final three weeks over Neil, so I recommend going Neil to Whitfield. Aaron Kondik asks, should Sicily become Hunter Clark, Hearn, Simpson, or Blakely? Great question, and it's a popular question. I'm getting a lot of people asking if Sicily should turn into Clark or Blakely or Simpson, Hearn, etc. I don't think you can trust Shannon Hearn considering his late outedness. He might be a late out again this season, so I probably wouldn't advise bringing him in. Cade Simpson's recent numbers are pretty impressive, and he could be a factor throughout the fantasy finals, that's for sure. Hunter Clark. He's fine, but he was playing a lot of defense again last week compared to what we've been seeing him play in recent times through the guts. Similar with Blakely, he is always a slow starter but manages to get to his 90, so I'd probably toss a coin between Blakely and Simpson, leaning just towards Connor Blakely. Josh Calloway said, Hey fellas, looking at upgrading, but all I can get is Brody Smith and Taylor Adams. Is it worth doing, and if so, which one's better? Again, like I've said a couple of times, there's no point just making a trade and an upgrade if you can't get to anything meaningful. But I think Adams and Smith are both better options. I think I'm going to lead towards Brody Smith here. Taylor Adams as a midfielder is appealing, but Smith's recent form has been unreal, and he's playing a bit of a different role, so hopefully he can keep the points flowing for the next couple of weeks. Adrian messaged me in reference to a tweet I sent out earlier and said, is which is Wits, rather, injured from last week still? I know he's named, but he's Graham in the team just in case Wits doesn't pull up. If that's the case, does it make him worth a punt if he's the only guy who can cover him? I don't think we need to get too fancy and trade out Jared Wits or do this type of thing unless he is listed as an out. We thought that Braden Proust being named would mean a similar thing for Max Gorn last week, and it was all smoke and no fire. So I don't think you need to get too fancy and overreact in that regard, but if he's listed as an out before lockout, then that changes everything. I got a message via Instagram from Kynan Scheel who asked about Snelling's injury and says if it's serious because he was considering trading him in this week. So if Snelling isn't in your side and you were looking at targeting him as a reliable rookie, I don't think it's worth the punt. I would definitely recommend Bell from Sydney instead. He might not hold his spot, and Snelling's thing may only be a one-week injury. So if you're in your draft side and you've got a week off or your fantasy league finals, I can see the appeal there, but there's no guarantee that Snelling will play next week. And even if he's healthy, there's no guarantee that he'll play to end the season. So I don't think it's wise to trade Snelling in this round. Finally, last one, Cam Harris says, Should I trade or hold Snelling? He's going to be on my field if I don't trade out Sicily. So again, it depends a little bit on your cover and what you can get to. After some more messages with him, he did say that Hind and Carter are his only cover and he can't really get to anything too special. So I would probably look at doing a double downgrade field, either Hind or Carter. Maybe Nick Hind going up against the Dockers. He could play a bit more midfield time, but probably not with Stephen and Hanabry 
coming in now that I'm thinking it through. So tough one, honestly, flip a coin. Maybe Carter won't even be named when the Sunday squads are trimmed. So I think doing a double down to maybe move Snelling on next week is the wise manoeuvre. Finally, last thing, my moves. I think this week I've been uh, forced to move Will Snelling along. And as a result, I'm going to be trading in Sean Higgins. He's the best player that I can get to. There were a couple of other dudes floating around that mark, but... I do have a little bit of faith in Higgins. He's got a tough ask in Geelong this week, but he's got a couple of all right fixtures to close out the season. His recent form hasn't been great, but that's only because he's got a 69 against West Coast on his ledger. The other two games, he's gone over 100, so I reckon he could do something very similar, post two tons and maybe another 70 or an 80, which to get my last rookie off my field is going to be worth it, I think. My other trade, I'll be getting Bell in probably for Jared Cameron at this stage, who I think will be an out for Crips, but if things change, I might be able to get a little bit fancy, trade out Nick Hind or maybe even Joel Garner. And that's going to do it for another episode. Thanks once again for tuning in. Good luck in your fantasy finals matchup. Only three weeks to go. Six all-important trades, so make sure you make the most of them. I'll be back early next week with my round 21 wrap-up and my Dream Team Talk article now starting to hand out some awards to the rookies. So make sure you visit the site and vote for who you think has been the best fantasy rookies in multiple lines. And then, of course, wins the Cash Cow King Rookie Award. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Thank you.